Hey everyone and welcome back. I am your host, Francesca Amante, the founder of Amante Podcast, Amante Real Estate, and Amante Apparel. So excited to have you back on here with another special guest. Stay tuned. And welcome to another episode of Amante Podcast. I'm your host, Francesca Amante, and I'm here with my guest, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Hi. welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Okay, so we're talking about something kind of a bit more raw and real today. We're going to talk about my divorce. This is a topic that, uh, for those of you in the audience that don't know me very well, would never know that I had gone through this. Um, and, and honestly, it's not even a... A negative it's just a part of the journey right and and the reason why Brooklyn and I thought it would be a relevant topic to to speak on today is that I think there's so many people out there that go through this and um, they don't really feel like they have a safe space to like express you know how it affects them the things that they learn the things that they grow through and I think just some of the growing pains that you have to go through and Brooklyn oddly enough um, she's seen me through all of this journey um, Brooke, you when you met me, um, like I was engaged, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Maybe newly engaged. I don't quite remember yeah. what stage that was. I was young, but yeah. you were Yeah, so Brooklyn knew me when I was engaged and then, you know, the whole you know, wedding aspect. So Brooke, like I think the reason why this is like it touches my heart when I think about it like you have seen me through a lot of the stages of the grief that comes with it um yeah especially that time in my life I found that it was like um how would I describe this um I had such a fear of losing the people that I loved the most um you know and I remember around that time I mean, Brooklyn, maybe I'll, I'll pass the baton to you in a moment and you can speak on this but like I remember so distinctly like it would be like the littlest of things and it's just like my body went into this like fight or flight response of like oh my gosh somebody I love I'm gonna lose right um, and yeah. it's like I think we never really we never really know you know how that's gonna affect us in in the in when all push comes to shove I think that right. I didn't even know at that time I was like what 22 23 when I went through my divorce oh so yeah right yeah for sure um yeah, I remember that point in your life so vividly, um, even though I was really young. We're like, I don't know, eight years apart in age. Yeah. So I was about 14. Um, and I I can personally relate because I've had a lot of heart, heartache in my life. I don't know to the to the degree that you've had because that, that's pretty, pretty pivotal and pretty hard. But I do know what it feels like to be let down and be left and feel like people are, you know, investing in your life and then just, you know, dropping you the next day. And it's like, well, what happened? What did I do? And so that, that leaves a mark on your heart and it, it leaves a scar and it follows you through the future. It follows you through um, relationships that are actually healthy and from people who do actually want to sow into your life and they want to be there for the long haul and they want to um, really invest in you and the friendship. So, um, yeah, I noticed, I noticed at some point, um, I think as years progressed after your divorce that it really, it really did take a toll on you. Um, it had nothing to do with you. And I think it honestly had everything to do with the situation and the trauma it left on your heart, because I don't think anybody who's been through a divorce can say that it was ever easy. 
even if it was mutual, but in your case, it wasn't, but even if it was mutual, nobody can say that it's an easy process. It's scarring. It hurts. It, especially because you, you see yourself being with that person for the rest of your life. And then suddenly one day it's like, what? Cause you lay out all your plans and you go, okay, well, this is my person and we're going to do this and we're going to move on with this together. And this is what our future is going to look like. And then in one day, or in a couple months, like that is completely flipped upside down. And I saw that with your life and it's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny now. Cause I, I can't use any word, but gratitude when I think about it, because I'm like, right. oh my gosh, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have the strength that I have. I wouldn't have the awareness that I have without it. Um, but you have to be on the other side of it to get there. Right. I mean, in the moment, I mean, I remember there was a day where I was sitting in my master bedroom walk-in closet, you know, with my legs crossed, sitting there just bawling my eyes out. Because mm-hmm. when you're 22 years old and that amount of, like, there, you know, there's so many pivotal things that are changing around your world. Um, it is, it's crushing. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years, um, and I think Brooklyn witnessed this in my life too, is that like I've learned, and this is why, you know, I, I can be so, I can have the gratitude I have for where I am today, is the fact that in that time, I put so much weight on like my my titles. I worked in this office. I had, my title was that I was a wife. That I had all these descriptions that made me me. But what I've learned all these years later is the fact that like, None of that is ever going to define me. I have to just know that I love myself and I have me at the end of the day. And and then everything else is, is complimentary to it. Um, but I, I think like, and I, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but a couple years yeah. after the divorce, I remember I left um, Penticton. I decided to put the house on the market and I got offered a position in Kelowna. And about two months after quitting my job and putting the house on the market, putting an offer on a house in Kelowna. Um, That team in particular, it just wasn't the hours that we were anticipating. There's a whole bunch of factors that came into play. When I got let go from that position, um, I remember coming back to my house and I was curled in the fetal position on my couch. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, so my house is up for sale. I quit the, the job that I absolutely loved in the real estate office here with a family of people that I created these incredible relationships with. Um, I no longer have the position I, I thought was going to maybe perhaps be the right fit in Kelowna. The house I had put an offer on in Kelowna, that deal had collapsed because my house in Pendleton hadn't sold in time. Like literally everything around me was crashing. And I remember I looked at a friend of mine who came over and she's like, how are you feeling? And I was like, I don't know who I am. I'm not, I like, I thought that the office defined me. I thought that my job defined me. I thought that my role and my title as a wife defined me. And now I literally am at a blank slate. I don't know who the heck I am or what I'm going to do. And I remember that moment so distinctly because I just was like, oh my gosh, like, what's my life going to look like? But, you know, the most beautiful blessing in that moment, you know, and through a lot of like, you know, <laughs> a lot of hours of tears and prayer and a whole bunch of just reflection on my life and I remember thinking to myself no I know exactly what's going to happen here this is a blank slate and we just get to be a create like we get to could just create the life that we want right but you know it was through those vulnerable moments that I learned so deeply that you know we we put so much pressure on um 
what defines us. And I think in that moment, I realized that like, I thought I had lost everything in the world. And yet I had the most precious things around me. I have my family. I have like my love for myself. I had, you know, um, you know, you have like things like your faith, you have different things that like nobody can ever take away from you. Right. Um, so I was really grateful for that. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's so interesting. Cause like, you know, I remember at that time, you know, when I would talk about it with Brooklyn, um, it was such an emotional topic. And now it's like, when I look back, I'm like, I am like, thank goodness. Thank goodness that person came into my life. Thank goodness that, um, thank goodness that I was meant to go through that. Right. And, and it's funny in real estate now, because sometimes <clears throat> when I was like 23, and you know, you're surrounded by and I am an old soul, people often don't even didn't even at the time think I was the age I was they thought I was in my late 20s or early 30s. But I remember so distinctly, you know, you're talking to a client and you're 23 years old. And when they find out your age, the first thing they go, Oh, it's okay, you, you don't get it. And I'm like, No, 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 no. I've been engaged twice married and divorced. And then instantly, like, their respect level goes up and they're like, oh, you've been through some stuff. I'm like, yeah, I kind of have. So I'm grateful for that aspect. I think it created a lot of respect even in my own industry of the fact that just because I was younger doesn't mean I hadn't gone through some things that really shaped my life, right? Um, But, I mean, yeah, I don't know, Brooke. Like, it's so interesting. Like, I remember there were times where, like, I think you had come over, I was packing up the house in Penticton to move to Kelowna and you and I were packing in the kitchen. Remember we were packing up some of the, like the tea and the kettle and everything and you and I were chatting and like, I remember those moments, like it feels like yesterday, but it also feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. I even remember like that home, you invited my whole family over cause I was just young. I think I was just going into high school and you had invited my parents and I and my brother, Joel and you, and we would all sit down and like play board games. And we were all like very close. Like my parents had considered you both to be kind of as if like, I don't know, like, you know, their children in a sense. Like my mom always viewed you as kind of like a second daughter and all that stuff. So it was so heartbreaking when that had happened and, and everything. Um, yeah, I'm actually learning that in my life now, like being newly married, being young and like understanding in marriage that it does teach you that your value isn't found in your career. It's not found in your husband. It's not found in um, any of these things. And even Judah, my husband, he he's such a good reminder that, you know, I, I can never find that validation in him. Yes, he's there to support me. Yes, he's there to bring me up. Yes, he's there to, to be all those things. But like when all when all comes to shove, like I, I find my value in, in Christ and that's where I find it. And, you know, I'm the only person that can see that within myself because in reality, like that's the only thing that matters. Um, yeah. And I'm so proud of you for how far you've come in, in your journey. And, oh man, it was so painful. Like in that season, like I just remember my mom getting a phone call from you just, and you were just crying and you're saying, you know, I think my marriage is, is ending. I think it's over. Um, and I, I remember like listening on the other end and like, she put you on speakerphone and like, we talked for a little bit and I was just heartbroken. Cause I was like, what? Like, I think that was the first time, like in my young, like naive age that I was like, 
oh my gosh, like this happens to regular people. Like this happens to people that are really successful. And this happens to people that really do have it all together. And it's not, you know, something that is uncommon, but you totally put this new switch of what divorce looks like, like in my head, because I, I am so proud of the way you handled yourself and the way you pulled yourself through that. And, um, I've never seen somebody come out on top so well, like you have after this situation. So yeah, I'm proud of you. Thank you, Brooklyn. And I appreciate all of, you know, your love and your family's love over the years. And, you know, and I want to be like, I want to be raw and here to say like, there were seasons where um, I got into a pattern of if I push someone away that gets too close, I can push them away before they push me away. I can push them away before they choose to go. And, and I don't like, I've had to work. I've worked really hard with my life coach over the years to stop that. And, and I'm finally at a point in my life where that doesn't occur. However, that took years that took, I mean, after the divorce, I stayed single for, oh gosh, I chose to stay single for, I think three or three and a half years after. And those were the most pivotal three years of my life because I was like, I'm going to work so hard internally on myself to figure out, you know, like, so this has affected me this X, Y, and Z ways, you know, how am I able to grow and and learn through these, these things. And I remember like Brooklyn was a perfect example. Um, Brooklyn and I, I've always valued her friendship. I've always valued her in my life. Um, I, pardon me. I could probably say that like, if, if that aspect of my journey wouldn't have happened, I think that like, I mean, Brooklyn and I have come out on the other end very close, but I think that if that divorce aspect of my life hadn't happened, I think that you and I would have remained very, very close throughout the whole thing because I would have never really, like, I think that I would have never went through a season of so much hurt and grief, which I think hindered, not hindered our friendship, but like it, um, like we, I just needed time to heal. I needed time to, you know, but I saw that that space was needed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so funny how our, like how our internal triggers work. Right. Like I remember thinking to myself, as I look back now, I'm like, okay, well now I'm on the other side of it. I'm like, why do we do that? Like, why do, why do us humans sometimes have this like innate part of us that we're like, okay, if I, if I put up this wall, I'm protected. Right. But what I've had to learn is like, those moments where I feel like I'm getting really close to someone or I'm being very vulnerable and like, and it's almost scary. I'm like, those are the moments that I want to like, like get, like not put up any wall. Right. It's like, those are the moments that you get the closest to someone. I mean, you and I have experienced that as of late that like, I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more in our friendship. Like it's the most raw, vulnerable, real. We're just like, we just are who we are with each other and we love each other on the days where we're grieving something um, or the days that we're, you know, on the mountaintop and, you know, we're celebrating the most beautiful highs of life. Right. Yeah. But totally. You've seen those sides of my life too. You've seen like some major heartaches that I've gone through and um, you've seen probably the most exciting and best moments of my life also, but yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you. And I, like, I just, I, I couldn't believe what was happening when it was happening, but through it all, like, I even remember sitting down with you so many times and just, like, hugging you and just being there and saying, like, you know what, Francesca, like, 
people don't define you. Your friends can't define you. Nobody can define you, but you know, you, right. Mm -hmm. And you took that to heart so greatly. And I see that now more than ever, like the way you handle yourself and the way you hold yourself, you would never think like a person walking down the street would, would never go, Oh, she's been through what she's been through. But those things have shaped you into who you are and you are more confident now because of those, those hard times. And, um, it really goes to show that like the things that we go through do make us who we are and how we handle life circumstances and all of that stuff. But yeah. I appreciate that Brooke. And it's true. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I look at some of the things that you've been through in your life um, and you've, you've really shown like, you know, you've, I resiliency, I guess is the word. Like you have been very resilient and you've looked at it like, okay, and how do I get better from that? How do I do better next time? How do I like, that's all that we can do in this lifetime. And I think that's what's so beautiful. And, you know, I think one thing I want to talk about would be, um, and I think a lot of people don't think about this. When I went through my divorce, one of the hardest things for me personally <laughs> I laugh because I think it's comical now, but at the time it was heartbreaking. I had a cousin of mine. <laughs> okay, so the divorce had just happened and the family had known about it and whatever. I'm Italian for those of that you don't know that for those of you that don't know I'm Italian. Not saying that Italians are judgy, but let's just get real. They're a little judgy and I'm not trying to cast a like a generalized, you know, I'm just saying that anyways, of all cultures, but I can speak of my own. Some of my family's a bit judgy. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, <laughs> and I think that over the years, like this is dating back to like 2015, 2016. A lot of shit's changed. But back in those, for whatever reason, those years, some of the family members, and I'm talking like maybe three of the like 400 I have. Believe me, every family has them. I The divorce had just happened. You think about it. This is a young girl, 22 years old, going through all of this. I had a cousin in her 40s that had the audacity to say to me, the next man has to accept the fact that you've been engaged twice, married, and divorced. Good luck. And I remember reading that message, and I have, till this day, never messaged her back on that text trail. I think we've communicated via Facebook. Uh, there's probably a reason she still has not continued that text trail, because I don't think she wants to have me be reminded of the last thing she ever said to me in 2016. But um, yeah, no, I didn't touch that with a 10 foot pole. There's nothing to say in those regards. But all I can say when I opened that message, I thought to myself, who are you or anybody to say that to this to a young girl? And, and you know what? The cool part is that I remember in that moment, as much as I just let my silence just sit there, I said to myself, the next man is going to love me for those things. They're going to love me because I've been through those things. Um, because that's what makes me me. And if a man doesn't love me for those things, that's not my man. And I'm okay with that. But I remember thinking to myself, like, is this how awful people actually are? And, and you know what? There are some cousins in the family that um, haven't been gracious over the years. They haven't been, you know, um, super accepting of certain situations. But, you know, the way I've looked at it as I'm not the first to get divorced. I'm not the last to get divorced. This shit happens all the time. And people that are either going to accept it or they're not. Um, but I really, I was shocked. Um, I have never forgotten that. And I don't have any bitterness towards that person. I just find it really intriguing and I've been nothing but gracious to them. My, 
saw them during the summer and got to have a lovely dinner and they're wonderful people. I think that they probably look back and say, maybe I was a bit harsh with Francesca. That's okay. We live and learn. I have no hard feelings. However, I think that person, um, you know, energetically to say thank you for um, giving me a lot to reflect on because I remember that so distinctly. Um, and, you know, Brooke, like, and for those of you in the audience too, I don't know, I mean, we'll touch on this. So my brother had passed away in a car accident when he was 16 and I was born like five years later. Uh, my parents wanted to have another baby after, you know, all the grieving, everything like that. And I remember like, I'd go to weddings when I was younger and my older cousins would say things to me, like they'd be talking about Frank and they'd be like, and then I would try to chime in and say something gracious. Cause it's still my brother, even though I've never met him in this, you know, in the flesh. And they're like, they looked at me like, can you, you just don't understand, you never will. And you don't understand what we went through when he passed. And you know what? That's so true. However, I remember thinking to myself in that moment, these, these cousins don't understand that like, they saw what my family went through when Frank died, but now I'm coming in five years later and I'm in a household of two grieving parents that are always sad. They are always grieving and nobody sees what happens behind closed doors, but I did. I grew up as a child that thought that if I didn't take away that pain and sorrow that they were going to get rid of me. I genuinely believed that for 19 years of my life. Um, and I don't think they really ever came to grips with that. And all these years later, I recognize now that like when I was younger, I think I tried to make it make sense for them why I was of value um, in my parents' life and all this stuff. And I think it's just so funny now because... And I don't mean this in a harsh way, but I don't care what anybody thinks. I love my family. I love my brother who's, you know, not on this earth, but he's here with me in spirit. And um, like, he's just, he's, I can, I know that like he's watching over us. And I, I, I guess it's just so funny that like at a time I really cared about what people thought about the divorce. And now I'm just like, Oh God, goodness, goodness. Like I don't care what anyone thinks. Like as a young woman who just went through something that I consider to be a form of trauma in my, and I'm sure you do as well to have somebody. And I, I don't know this person, but to have somebody who's older than you, that you probably look up to that is family. That's supposed to be gracious and loving and supportive and all these things. Like in your young mind, when you have gone through that and you are vulnerable and you are wounded, those things mold you and the way you think. Yeah. Like if you weren't confident and you weren't secure in who you were as, you know, the months ticked on and all those things, like, could you imagine the damage? Like you would have gone on thinking like, oh, like I, I'm, I'm broken. Like I can't be loved anymore. And, you know, like I wrecked it or yada, yada. Like that is, that's really big like that's huge and it can be really detrimental like thank god it it was you know it was somebody you know like you that got that comment not saying that that was necessary or that it needed to happen but thank god it wasn't somebody that was you know more insecure in who they were yeah um because that that wouldn't be good oh man i can't imagine that's terrible i'm sorry i didn't even know that so oh really i oh gosh yeah that was no, I've heard all the stories over the moon, but I haven't heard that one. So I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. You know, and I've had like, and I've had, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's interesting, Brooke. Uh, but, you know, and, and, and here's the thing. I, I approach all of this now in hindsight. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm grateful. But, you know, when, but I'm also almost 30 now. Like, when I was 22, 
yeah, I was somewhat secure in who I was, but that comment still actually crushed me. And I remember, I remember reading it and I had my face in my hands and I remember thinking to myself, like, this cannot, this cannot be happening right now. Like, if, I think I was almost just really disappointed in the people that I thought were better yes. than that. You know, yeah, and 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 I think and I don't, you know, it's so funny. Often on my podcast, I'm like, it's positivity, but you know what? This is actually the reality of stuff, and and we can sugarcoat it. You know, everybody was so support. No, no, not at all. (laughs) No, no, no story is so. No, yeah, I I know that person is probably incredible, but and we all we all say things like I'm not here saying I never say stuff. Like we're all imperfect and and exactly, but. Yeah, I just think about like even if that was me and I was I was going through that because I just I can't imagine. Um, yeah, it would probably really really leave a scar for sure. But. Yeah, and I mean I've never I I didn't I didn't um, after I had received say that message as an example because that was probably one of the most piercing messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like I didn't talk I didn't repeat like who it was like I don't think anyone would know who I'm talking about. Um, all I did in that moment was I just took it and I was like, okay, thank you. Fair enough. And, uh, and I carried on and I think it's like, you more just observe it. You're like, okay. Like, but at the same time, like I don't, I never held any resentment. I was just like, but however, you can remember things not out of like hurt, but more so out of like, Thank you for giving me something to observe that's making me learn something about myself. And and what that ter- person very beautifully taught me in that moment, which I'm so grateful for, is the fact that when she said that comment, I was like, oh my gosh, thank you. You just like, and she was someone that I always looked up to too, like you said. So you totally na- hit the nail on the head. I realized in that moment, I was like, okay, even if the people that I really, really love and I look up to bash me this way or like say a comment like that to someone 22 that just got divorced I can still love myself 110 percent and it just reminded me what self-love is and it's such a beautiful thing and I think that we take it for granted when we wake up in the morning and we like look at ourselves in the mirror and this is not a cocky thing it's just say like I am so grateful that I opened my eyes I'm grateful for my smile I'm grateful that I can walk today I'm grateful that like like just all the little things that like make us who we are I'm grateful that I like I'm a very empathetic person like I feel things very deeply it's a blessing and a curse you're the same way Brooke like we care so much and so when someone hurts us like we are we're like oh and we feel it right um but like I think just waking up in the morning and looking at ourselves in the mirror and going like thank you I'm so grateful that I feel so deeply right and just embracing all the things that we are and yeah um Berkeley you want to talk a bit about like what did you observe in me um, like through the journey, like maybe there's a couple things that like you observed in me that like had changed in me. And then maybe like how now, obviously that's shifted, but like maybe if you want to touch on that, like you're more than welcome yeah, to. Yeah, I noticed, um, I think during engagement and marriage with you that um, you really did, you grabbed hold to your friendships really strongly and you clung to them. And um you really, really, and this is something I'll always say about you is you've always, always given your 110% to your friendships. You've given all you are because that's just who you are. You're, you're never, you never half-ass anything. You never give somebody anything less than your best. And so early on, I noticed that, um, 
friendships and family and husband was always at the top and everything else was second. So when we just started to become really close when I was really young, I noticed that you were always, you were always giving our friendship all that you were, which is actually something that I really adored because I'm similar, but I also like my love language is like, um, you know, time together and, you know, gifts and just embracing, you know, that person and spending quality time and all that stuff. So um, I definitely, I, I loved that so much early on with our friendship, but I think after the divorce, I noticed how that part of you that is so beautiful, that is a gift from God was like almost used to be a negative because I think that once the divorce had happened, you almost like gave into that, you know, gift of yours even more and used it to the point where, um, it, it drained you. It, it wasn't, it, it wasn't away. balanced anymore. Sorry. It wasn't balanced anymore. No, it took away from, from the gift of it. it. It drained you so much because I think that you were so afraid of losing other people that, um, it, it took so much energy out of you. And I noticed, um, I guess the effect that it had on maybe your family and friends also, because I think they really noticed um, the toll that the divorce did have on you. And I just remember sitting down with you and being like, Francesca, I said, you know, these things are going to come up in your life where, um, you know, things don't go our way, where our life is, you know, flipped upside down. I said, I don't know what tomorrow has. I don't know what my life is going to look like. Obviously, I'm expectant that like, my husband and I are going to go forward in the future always. Like I, I will always expect that and nothing less, but sometimes things like divorce do happen and it's terrible. And, um, right now I'm seeing that it has wounded you mm -hmm. and it's affecting our friendship. And I had to say like, you know what? I just want you to be you. I want you to be everything that, um, feels natural to you in the moment. If you're upset, tell me, if you don't feel like doing this, tell me. If you don't feel like going out for coffee, tell me. Or if you want to just come over one night and have tea, tell me. Like, be raw. You don't have to be this, like, superstar. On all the time. Yeah, friend. You don't have to be yeah. the, the best Francesca Francesca could be. You just need to be you. Yeah. And after that, like, I noticed you just changed drastically. Like, you just, you were like, Brooklyn, I'm not going to BS it anymore. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. I'm going to be raw with you. I'm going to be exactly who I meant to be. And I can't, I can't strive to be, to be more. I just need to relax. And I said, that's beautiful. And our friendship has been so effortless. It is so easy. Like, incredible. And like, yeah. and you know, Brooke, it's uh, like, it's, in, it's, it's so precious. When you say that, I'm just like, I have goosebumps. It's so true because for you know and I grew up in a culture and figure skating and dance and piano and swimming and all the crap that I was put into god bless you parents I appreciate it but I was literally driven to a max of you win the gold medals you win medals every time you win the awards you pass the test you do this you do that you strive for excellence and there's no stopping that kid so I get it yeah exactly but as adult life came around and then all this stuff and the divorce hit that when when you and like and others in my life embrace that aspect and they were they were like Francesca literally the best thing you can be is just freaking vulnerable and let it flow that was the best gift I've ever been given because the second that I was like oh gosh thank you it just relieved such a weight off my shoulder and not that even I was doing it consciously I was it was definitely subconscious but 
yeah, I just got to a point where I was like, oh, okay. And you know what? And I love it because, yeah. And like, and it's so interesting because you talk about being in the flow, right? You wake up and you're like, you know, there's days where like Brooklyn and I talk more now than we ever have in our entire life because there is literally zero expectations. If she drops off the face of the planet for a week, I mean, obviously I care about her and she does work for me. So I might be like, dude, you alive? But other than that, like, you know, it could be a couple weeks later and if there's no tasks that she has to do, does her thing. There's not going to be any expectation of how often we need to chat or anything like that. Like I look at Sherry and I, a great friend of mine, she'll be on the podcast at some point here. Uh, I've known Sherry for years. She's in her forties. We are so close and I love her dearly for oh, five years of our friendship. We only talked once a year, once a year. I didn't even think twice about it. Right. And when we talked, I was like, Sherry, you're alive. How's it going? We talked for an hour and then literally somehow around the same month, the pre- next year we would chat again. And that's the beautiful part about just being in the flow is that like all that you want or anybody wants in life from a friend is just to be like your authentic self. And Brooklyn and I's best Zoom calls, conversations, whether it's in work or not in work, um, have just been the moments where we're like, hey, like this is what I'm going through. And, and it's kind of actually really hard on me right now. Like, I just want you to listen. I just want you to be a sounding board and you don't have to fix this. It's just, I just want someone to give me some advice. And I think that like, that's like, that's so beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. You're definitely, you're in my very close circle. You're definitely somebody I go to, to confide in. It's not my parents or my husband. You are, you're the next one I go to. And um, I just, I know that just the best is yet to come in the future. And, and I'm so grateful and I I've noticed so drastically how our friendship is so effortless. And I'm like, I physically felt the weight and the pressure and all of the, um, I think expectation of yourself, mm-hmm. like go away. Yeah. I, I felt it like when we talked, when we emailed, when, whatever, it was just, it was like, oh my gosh, like, it's like the feeling that you have with family, because you know that your family's never going to go, no. you know, your family's never going to leave you, and, like, I was like, Francesca, like, you get it, like, you, you understand that, like, I'm always here, I'm never leaving you, even if, like, I'm too busy, and I can't talk to you, or whatever, like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna leave your side, and vice and, versa, yeah, 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 and I think, like, we, don't get me wrong, like, I think all of us humans have our days where we just need a reminder from family. They're just like, hey, love ya. Like, you know, we got to have those reminders time to time. Like, we all do because we're human. But, like, on the whole, it's just, it is. It, like, I find that um, that's been such a huge blessing. And I remember, like, I Brooklyn and I were exchanging a text one day. And I think I said to you, I was like, Brooke, like, I, the biggest thing I want to, like, remind you of is, like, first off, don't apologize to me about anything. Unless you killed someone, then, yeah, there's going to be some consequences. <laughs> so I'm like, don't ever apologize. Um, and I think because you're, like, so Canadian, you still do sometimes. I'm like, Brooke, there's no need to apologize. Brooklyn's so cute. She'll be like, oh, Francesca, forgive me. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, you're forgiven. There's nothing to forgive. You're good. Just call me. So, like, but I think it's, like, those reminders of, like, don't apologize. Just show up. And you show up and, you know, maybe you're just having a really awful day. Cool. I'm going to come to your house with donuts and flowers and we're just going to chat and have tea. I'm like, it's just simple as that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, um, you know, Brooke, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm really grateful for just everything that you've been in my life. And I think it's, like, maybe a bit surreal to me that, like, 
most people, I mean, I mentored a lot of youth I, 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 throughout the years and I've met a lot of great kids and, and, and you know what? And I have some that have, you know, come into my life, some that, you know, I've, I just, after a while didn't see eye to eye on and I don't really make an effort to connect. Not that they're not great people. It's just, that's how life is. Um, but it's weird. It's, it's not weird. It's, it's beautiful with Brooklyn because with you, like that just never went away. It didn't matter the season. It was just like, oh, I guess this girl's just not going anywhere. And I'm not really actually going to go anywhere in her life either. And we just got to a point where we we're like, you're kind of family now. So hi. <laughs> right. Yeah, the hard times. Like, we've known each other forever. But I think just recently, like in, in the last couple months of last year and into the new year, we've really just like gotten so close. And we've always been friends, but like the closeness has just, it's gone beyond what it's ever been in the last little while. And yeah, I've always known in like the back of my head, regardless, like, cause we've been through some stuff, like we've been through a lot of heavy stuff in our lives and yeah. we've had to go through that stuff, like through it all, I've always known that like, we'll never be without each other. And yeah. um, I'm so grateful for that because like, it's just, it's never been a question like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to lose this person. It's like, okay, she's here forever. So I'm yeah. so grateful for that. I'm yeah. grateful for that too, Brooke. And just to leave our listeners off on something, I think like the biggest message that Brooklyn and I are trying to like share today is like, it doesn't matter if, you know, you went through a divorce, you're grieving a loss of a child, like my parents went through, or, you know, different, it could be that, you know, there's some people go through miscarriages. There's so many things that people go through for grief and loss and, and just all these different triggers that you just, like, I guess our, our point in all of this today is like, the more raw and vulnerable and real that you are with the people around you and the more that you can say, you know what, hey, I'm actually not okay. And uh, yeah, we're going to work through this, right? Like people are going to respect you so much more for just being exactly who you're meant to be in that moment. And if you're broken, show up broken. People that love you are going to be like, oh my gosh, I, I'm here, you know, and, and how can I, how can I make your day today? You know? Um, and I think that that's, that's the beautiful part because I think, and I think it's better. The society has really gotten better. I think that the the conversation about mental health, the conversation about vulnerability, there's so much. Bernie Brown's a great example. She talks about it all the time. Um, I think that we're getting better as a society to embrace that culture. But like just from now to like back dating back to 2015, 2016, like that has changed so much because back then it just wasn't even a conversation. And it was like, what do you mean you're vulnerable? What do you mean you're like, it was instantly it was like you're weak and now it's i think vulnerability is like the most beautiful strength ever so brooke i i'm so grateful for you popping on here and just to have like this nice raw real conversation about things that people go through more than we think and um you know our hope here is that you know the more that we share about these things maybe more people will come forward and say you know what me too i i went through that this is what i struggled with and it's just so nice to know i'm not alone um, and that you can come out the other side strong and resilient and that you can break those um, patterns that, you know, stop us from having the relationships and friendships that we deserve. Right. So, um, yeah, Brooke, love you and um, so grateful for all that you are, both personally and professionally. And yeah, stay tuned for a video of Brooklyn. She's going to be doing her morning routine, making her coffee emailing she'll be we'll be posting that on the page soon so you can get to know a little bit of her morning routine i love all that stuff but yeah i um i really appreciate everything that you are brooke thank you for your hard work on this team and uh 
so grateful that you've been able to witness uh, more of my journey than the most have. So it's awesome. I am as well. It's taught me a lot. So love you. I love you too, Brooke. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Thank you all for joining us yet again for another episode of the Amante Podcast. I'm your host, Francesca Amante, and you can follow us just about anywhere on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much any listening platform. We are so excited to join you here for our next episode next week and looking forward to seeing you again soon. Make the world a better place. Cheers. Cheers.